You're listening to Tech Talk Central. So uh, this is Vicky Colovo from Mobile World Congress, and I'm here at the pavilion of Gansi in Hall 8, and I'm with Jason Shaikin. Hello, first of all. Hi. So um, he's the president of the company, and he's got some technology to show us here, and um, it has to do with fingerprint. He actually created a fingerprint from Play-Doh and opened a mobile phone that he has in front of them, which, which means that, I don't know, anybody can now open your heart really easily. But he'll explain the technology behind because I think it's deeper than what I actually see. First of all, so welcome and tell us what exactly your company does. Well, thank you. Uh, our company, Vicancy, is the manufacturer of high-resolution optical fingerprint sensors. It's the same kind of technology that's been used for many years in border crossings, national ID, which is a different kind of fingerprint technology than we have in today's mobile phones. The mobile phone technology requires very small form factors and very low power, but the kind of technology used for the border crossings is much larger and plugs into a USB or even an AC outlet. So what we have done is create a very unique innovation to miniaturize the optical sensor so that it uses very small power and can fit into mobile devices. But at the same time, we can capture at four times the resolution of the kind of sensors in our phones today. So our optical sensor is capturing at 2000 PPI, which is four times more than the 500 PPI in the best capacitive sensors in our mobile phones. But why wasn't it enough when it was 500 PPI? Why do we need so much better, higher resolution? That's a very good question. The reason why resolution is important is because the size of the sensor is getting smaller and smaller. So as the real estate gets smaller, it means you have less information of the fingerprint to match. And less information at that lower resolution means you can do things like penetrate the phone using a common mold, Play-Doh, or other means. Oh, now I get what the experiment was, so how easy it is. So um, is yours Comprom can it, your technology be compromised in some way? I guess you wouldn't be saying that, but, you know, might as well ask. Well, I'm sure that uh, after some time, uh, people will find some way to be able to copy the small details. But there are other things that we do to look for things like sweat pores to make sure it's a living finger. We can look at very small details of the fingerprint itself and make sure it's not a copy. So I won't say it's impossible, but I can say it's certainly much harder than anything on the market today. So um, is this technology being used? Is it still in development? We're in the final stages of development. We kept the company a secret for a year, filed our patents, raised our first funding. And then in CES of last year, 2015, we had a booth and many companies found us, many large companies found us. So we were able to enter into NDA agreements and evaluation agreements with probably all of the important phone companies, computer companies. And they're sampling our hardware, they're testing our software, giving us feedback, and we're finalizing our design before going into mass production. That's interesting. So there is IP behind it, which is great. And uh, so um, any name you can share with us, what kind of products we'll see first coming out, probably which company, obviously on mobile, but do you have any company that can share that we'll see your technology in? Oh, not yet. The companies are still evaluating us, so no one has made a commitment to that. Okay, so any other applications that you see this technology being used? You did mention but um, airports or other devices, but more specifically case studies that you're looking into? 
Well, our focus is on the commercial markets because they're the largest markets for biometrics today. There is existing markets of access control, using fingerprints to enter doors, uh, enterprise access control, using fingerprints to enhance login to reduce cyber problems. So these are existing markets that we certainly can sell into and we plan to sell into. But without a doubt, mobile phones and embedded devices, IoT is certainly the largest market for fingerprint sensors. I'm guessing anybody involved in mobile payments might also be looking on your side because they need extra security checks. Uh, obviously, a lot of it's happening through mobiles, but you might have some other devices in the future that actually you pin in your code or something and you need extra authentication, which might need your fingerprint uh, popping up in my mind. I don't know if it's come across you. No, that's a very good example. So, for example, uh, many people have uh, key generators that will create a one-time password so before you can do a transaction online or mobile, you need to enter in unique key. Um, but if I take someone's key generator, I take someone's key fob, I can create that one-time password. If you add a fingerprint sensor like ours to it, it means that the person that owns that key fob has to actually be there in order to use it. So in security, we say there's three levels. There's something you have, like a key to open your house or a card to get into your building. Something you know, like a pin or a password. There's something you are, like your iris and your face. So any one of these by itself is not a perfect solution. But when you start combining them, you create layers that are more difficult to penetrate, but don't have too much inconvenience for the average person that needs to use them. Um, while you were talking, actually thinking all the breaches and the problems where FBI is dealing with Apple now and they want to um, open the cell phone. So you probably are caught in between. The governments, on one hand, will like you, because they will probably use a lot of use your technology for airports, and but what happens when they ask you to breach your own technology to open a mobile phone in the future? Would uh, is that something? What, what's your thoughts? Obviously, you're not considering right that right now, but what are your thoughts on that? Well, we're a component maker, so we supply a subcomponent in a total system. We don't really have any kind of say over what happens to the uh, final product. If we provide a fingerprint sensor and the software to a company, how they integrate it, it's not something that we control. Mm -hmm. I get it. Um, so you said you've been funded. Can you reveal how much that means? Yeah, our first funding came from a uh, Chinese organization. Uh, we took in about seven million U.S. dollars, um, and we're going to be going through our second funding in the near future. So, what kind of team are you? How many people, and where are you based? Well, we're still a small company with less than 30 people. We have our R&D and manufacturing operations in Beijing. Uh, the innovator who discovered this way of miniaturizing the optical sensor by using the old method of pinhole imaging, the first camera, what he did was understand that he can replace the prism, the light source, and the lens that's traditionally used in optical sensors with a very thin film of pinhole images. So this pinhole imaging is IP that comes out of China. Uh, Dr. Lucas Wong from Beijing University is our CEO and our innovator. So uh, we have a team there. We have a small team in south of China for manufacturing. And we have a small team in New York, uh, where I'm based out of, for the commercial, for the operations, and for the support. Okay, so what are the plans for the company, let's say, two years from now? Well, I'm thinking right now of just getting through the next six months. Okay. So, uh, thank you for being with us and uh, presenting your technology. Thanks so much. It was a pleasure.
So this was Vicky Colavol, and I spoke with Jason Shaikin. Am I saying it correctly? Shaikin, yes. From, um, oh, I got the name wrong. I keep forgetting. Vacancy. Vacan- I can't pronounce it. I'm sorry. I need you to pronounce it, and I need you to give me a, a website where people can find more information. Sure. The company is called Vacancy, and it comes from the word like we can see, because ultimately we're an image processing company. And our website is www.vkansw.com. Now that you analyze it, it makes more sense. And I think I can say VKNC a little bit better now. So this was Vicky Colavo from Tech Talk Central. Thank you for being with us. Bye. You're listening to Tech Talk Central.